Alright, well, it is Wednesday, April 8th, and um, I think I've come to a decision about something, which is that I am going to continue to do this podcast, and um, I've been toying with this for a few reasons, and I've been struggling with this decision for a few reasons, one being um, I came back to Canada this weekend, And I'm currently a few days into my 14-day quarantine here. And the decision to come back home was full of, and still is, a lot of uncertainty and mixed emotions and guilt. And uh, this idea that, you know, travel, international travel is what made this get as bad as it is in the world and I felt really ashamed and guilty about further contributing to that but I was slipping into a very very deep and dark depression and from speaking with my therapist and just seeing how I felt last week was um it made it very clear that mentally I could not continue to do this by myself and experience this alone and being alone for this in New York City in the epicenter of this virus now and um you know within the last 24 hours almost 800 people in New York state died and I th- and I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I didn't record. I think I recorded a little bit of a podcast last week. I'll see if I can dig up what I have recorded um, and see if it makes sense to put out as an episode because I um, I just didn't feel like I had it in me. Last week was very, very challenging and very dark. I had two two sessions with my therapist because I, I've never had two therapy sessions in my life in one week. Two sessions as well as a few like phone call, quick little check-ins because last week just felt impossible. Anyway, so I I made the decision to come home and um and it was a very tough one, but ultimately I think it was the right decision because being alone and being in New York was a uh, a horrible, horrible, challenging combination for me, and I just couldn't do it any longer. So I came back to Toronto on Saturday. I flew. Um, the airport, I flew out of LaGuardia. It was a ghost town. There was no one there. Um, the airplane had like 10 people on it. And what was so strange is like the air, air, um, I was going to say the airplane man, the pilot, his announcements were totally normal. And, and, uh, I actually recorded a bit, so I'll play those for you now. 34,000 feet and approximately one hour and 40 minutes from gate to gate. At this time, our forward cabin door has been closed and we are ready for our departure. We ask at this time that all portable electronic devices be placed into airplane mode 
Your safety is our top priority. We do ask that all headsets connected into a portable or shine device are removed for the following safety demonstration. Once again, on behalf of your crew, welcome aboard, sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. Hey, bonjour, madame, c'est bienvenue à bord. Notre va d'Air Canada Express vers 8293 à destination Toronto. Commandant m'avise, notre temps va 50 minutes à l'intérieur de croisière de 34,000 pieds. Environ 1h45 minutes. And so, yeah, it just sounded totally normal. And um, the airline flight back home was really tough because I just felt, I felt awful about leaving. I felt awful about the fact that, like, I had no idea whether I have this virus or not. And whether I am just continuing to spread this virus by coming back home. But I knew what my mental health state was last week. And I knew I could not continue to be alone and experience what I was experiencing for my own health and safety. And then from a physical uh, health perspective, um, I was very scared. Scared for my life staying in New York because... If I happen to be one of those people that I've been reading about who's young and healthy, who happen to need a ventilator, who happen to need to go to the hospital, New York was not and is not equipped for the number of cases. And I was nervous that if I happened to be one of those people that needed that level of care, that I could die. if I stayed in New York and, and so I left and it was a very hard decision, but I think it's been the right decision. But one thing that I'm really struggling with right now is I just feel still so deep in a depression and I don't know if I was assuming that I would come back home to Canada and then boom, feel like fine and normal and I could carry on as per usual. I mean, the virus is here too. There, there are people that are getting it in Canada also. The numbers are significantly less than the U.S., but the population of Canada is usually, is on average about one-tenth of the population of the states. But still, even with that comparison, it's not as bad as it is there. And so, yeah, I'm home, and I definitely feel less less at risk of, of dying from coronavirus and of serious um, exposure to it as I did in New York. I don't know if I told you all, but my upstairs neighbor in my building, my building of eight units, she's a doctor that works with COVID patients every day. So I know that there was someone in my building that, that was bringing this virus very likely into the building because she probably couldn't control that. They don't have the proper PPE. So so who knows what, what she's bringing back into the building. Anyway, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but it um, it was a very tough decision to come home. I did come home. I am. I am back in Canada now, but I am so depressed. I just feel like there's this absolute fog over me, and I, I'm not sure if it's like a a PTSD from last week from the last month, from the last few months of all of this building, but I I almost worked, I almost made it one full month working from home. I was just a few days short of a full month and being alone for this, and it was very hard. And so now I'm trying to figure out how to work from here and 
be 31 and move back in with my, you know, I'm with my dad right now. And, um, yeah, it's very, it's very challenging. It's very challenging. And I just feel exhausted. I really do think I have depression. I've I've had depression once before. Oh, gosh. And I just feel like I have it again. Which is, I just want to be in bed all day. I want to sleep all day. And my brain feels like it's underwater. And it's really hard. And I know I'm coming from such an extreme place of privilege because I am alive. I still have my job. I've been able to come home. And I still feel this way. And I I don't know, maybe it's because I'm like very sensitive. Maybe it's because I read a lot about this and I know... I know a lot of details about how bad it is, how bad it will continue to be. I'm curious to know why my therapist thinks, because she said to me when this started to get really bad, she's like, this is this is and will hit you very hard. And I think she said that because she, she knows me to be quite sensitive. So yeah, I wonder, I wonder if maybe that's got something to do with it. But, yeah, yesterday was, felt impossible, and um, today felt a little bit better, and I'm really trying to follow my own advice, that idea that I mentioned a few episodes ago about the wolf that you feed within you, you know, is it the one that's like jealousy and anger and depression, or not that depression is really a choice, maybe I should take that out, but, you know, is it, are you feeding the negative wolf? Oh! <sighs> Or the positive wolf. And so today I had a moment where I felt a little bit better. And so I made I made note of it. And I said that to my dad. I was like, no, I feel okay right now. I feel okay. And it was important for me to say that out loud and acknowledge it. Because if I don't, then I'm just having this confirmation bias that I just feel awful all the time. And I do feel awful most of the time. But, um... Yeah, no, I'm able to I'm able to have some moments that aren't too too awful. But yeah, I do think I'm having some level of like PTSD from my my last month in New York working from home as things just spiraled to to the bleak state that they're in right now. Anyway, I'm gonna go to bed. Um I feel like right now all I wanna do is sleep. And so that is what I finally get to do. All right, good night, everyone.